Welcome back to Truist Field here in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's Jeff M. back with you. Sounds on deck presented by Pepsi and tonight game four for the Sounds here in Charlotte. We're joined by Sounds coach Ned Yost IV and uh, Quattro. Let me start kind of aerial view. This team right around 500, two months in. You guys have sent a lot of guys up to Milwaukee as they've had different needs. How would you describe the first two months for the Sounds so far? A lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's always fun sending guys up. You know, we've We've got a good team and, you know, we've dealt with some injuries. The major league club has dealt with some injuries and getting a lot of different people, a lot of different playing time. You oversee, among other things, the outfielders and their defense and their throws and their routes and, and all things under that umbrella. Uh, without South Free League, especially, it's more of a veteran group, guys that have made some major league time. How would you describe that group and that part of the team so far this year? They've done an excellent job. I mean, we got, we've got a bunch of really good outfielders that have really good talents and skills um you know we got naquin we got perkins we got uh, sky bolt you know like you said sal fralick keston here stepped up and played out there um eddie alvarez um and then we got new guys like roman quinn and uh michael reed and i mean every single guy that comes in i mean we've, we've got a lot of speed out there and we've had some we got really good arms out there probably the best group of arms that i've had as an out, outfield group as a whole and it's just, it's been fun to watch them play. You know, I say this to people all the time, the information that's available in the game is amazing. Some of it, anybody can find online. Other things are sort of proprietary and you guys have different things that you could look at internally. So when new guys come to the team, like a Quinn or a Reed, as, as far as outfielders go, what, what do you get to see that tells you how they've done and what they can do from a defensive standpoint in the outfield? Uh, I mean, the main things that I look at is just um, I look at their reaction times and I look at their arm strength, really, because, I mean, all these guys played outfield for a number of years. Some of them have major league service time. You know, others have been at the highest level besides the major leagues, and they've all made, you know, really good plays so I, I check on that stuff and see what can be improved as far as reaction times I mean arm strength is what it is mm -hmm. but um, like I said most of these guys are actually all these guys are blessed with good arms so I mean that's some of the stuff I check out thinking about what you do third base coach bench coach working with the outfielders you're all those different roles are affected in one way or another by a lot of the rule changes the last couple of years let me start with the shift restrictions for the infielders how have you seen that play out any differently if at all uh, with the way you're working with the outfielders honestly it doesn't really affect us much I mean it's kind of it's almost two totally separate things mm -hmm. uh, the infielders got to stay on, you know, two on each side of second base, and they can't cross that line. And the outfielders can still pretty much play wherever they want. But um, I mean, like I said, as far as our group, we got such great speed and and arm strength that, like, we, I mean, it doesn't really matter where we play. I, I feel pretty confident that no matter where we start. Um, catchable balls are going to be caught as a third base coach with the likelihood that a ground ball could get through uh, being greater than it was in the past with the way the infielders are aligned how much is that on your mind is you've got to think two three steps ahead before the ball is put into play yeah I mean it's definitely opened up some holes um, teams are still shifting but just quite not as much mm -hmm. um, like I said two guys got to stay on the second but you know each side of second base and you still see him get as close as possible to right there behind second base so it's still it's it's opening up some holes but just not quite as much with the pickoff limitations where are we in this line between almost everybody's got a green light because it's easier to steal versus you are on certain pitches saying you are stealing here where, where is that pendulum right now how would you describe that 
I mean, everyone's always got the green light to go whenever they want. Um, as far as all the information that I gather for the players, I mean, we pretty much know uh, pitchers, um, his time to the plate. We know his pickoff moves. Um, so whenever they feel comfortable, if they feel like they're getting a good count, an off-speed count, um, they're more than welcome to go. But uh, with the, the pickoffs, obviously we're going to be a little bit aggressive once a guy has already used his two. You know, it just it, that situation just doesn't seem to happen very often. I was talking recently with Liu Rodriguez, who coaches at first, and he was describing some some intricacies between the two of you that play a role, the sort of verbal and nonverbal communication in ways that you can kind of read each other for the betterment of the base runners. Describe that dynamic and, and how important that becomes. I mean, it's huge. It's, it's, communication is huge all across this game. And, um, you know, when, when the first base and third base coach are on the same page, I mean, it just helps everything flow, you know. I mean, he's he's basically thinking what I'm thinking, you know, at the same time, if not ahead, mm -hmm. you know. So it's, it's good to be on the same page. I just love the game within the game component of that. People in the stands are just kind of watching the batter and the pitcher, and there's this whole thing going on between every single pitch in that example between you two. Yeah. I mean, it's we, we had a situation last night where, you know, someone was on first base and someone was up at the plate and there's two outs, and even though that person probably could have stole second, like, hey, we want this guy to hit. So let's just take it easy. And he was looking for it, and I gave him, gave him the sign, and it, it – you know, worked out okay for us. So a green, li a green light became a red light in that situation? Yeah, I mean, very, very rare do we have the, I put a red light on, but I mean, it, it did. Yeah. Good stuff as always, my friend. Thanks. Good luck tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. All right, Ned Yost, the fourth. This has been Sounds on Deck presented by Pepsi. Stay tuned. The lineups and first pitch are coming up next.